What's the secret to your hair, Dr. Lisa? I get that question so much. And what I have changed recently is using my Nourish Collagen Peptides from the Nourish Balance Thrive line. As you know, before I ever put my name on anything, I test it out for months. And so therefore, I have been using this product for a long time before it ever became available to you guys. Why am I loving this product so much more than any other ones that I've ever used? A, this is grass-fed collagen. So if you are dealing with post-COVID hair loss, if you are dealing with a Hashimoto's diagnosis or a hypo or just low thyroid diagnosis and you're losing your hair, or maybe you're noticing your hair just isn't as thick as it used to be when you were in your 20s, right? There's so many of us noticing that. You might want to add some collagen into your routine. And the Nourish Collagen Peptides is from grass-fed cows, so you're going to love that. You're not going to get all the nasty hormones or whatever else that might be in conventional products. I am always looking for the cleanest source available. What else? If you're looking in the mirror and you're noticing those laugh lines, or if you can pinch your skin and it doesn't like rebound back as fast as it used to, that means the elasticity of your skin just isn't there and we want to rebuild it, nourish it so it can thrive, right? So the Nourish Collagen Peptides will do just that. And obviously as a chiropractor, I love this because it is good for your joint health as well. So Nourish Collagen Peptides has type 1 and type 3 collagen peptides in it, which are great for, like I said, hair, skin, and nails. So if you are dealing with laugh lines or thinning hair or creaky joints, you're going to want to grab a container of the Nourish Collagen Peptides. You can mix it into your smoothies, into your coffee. You can mix it into like your brownies if you're eating that DrLisaO.com, click the shop link or click the link below. An Ironic Media Production. Visit us at I-R-O-N-I-C-K media.com. Hey there, Rockstar. I'm so glad you're here. I know you've been struggling for a while, trying to figure out why things just aren't changing. I've been there. I get you. I see you. I know how hard you're trying. I'm here to let you know that there's light at the end of the tunnel, and I'm here to teach you the simple steps to becoming that healthy, vibrant, best version of you. Are you ready? Let's do this. Welcome back to the show. Today's guest is Susan Bratton, and I'm pretty excited to share this one with you, but I'm going to give you a little forewarning. If you've got little ears around you, you might not want them to tune into this episode. So we are talking all about orgasms today. More importantly, the 15 types of female orgasms. So stop right there. I know some of you are probably saying, I'm sorry, what? Because as I was going into this interview, I was laughing with a lot of my girlfriends and We all just sat there saying, 15? Like, really? So Susan goes through the whole list, and she's going to fill you in in all sorts of information. And she's also going to help you figure out how to cross the orgasm chasm in case you haven't been there yet either. So lots of great information in this one. You can find out more about her at her website of personallifemedia.com. You guys are going to want to tune in today. Men and women both. I'm right. I am going to make sure men and women both are tuning in today. (laughs) I have Susan Bratton here with me, and we're going to talk about the 15 types of female orgasm, right? Yes. (laughs) 
Yes, we are. You're like, 15, I've got some work to do. <laughs> you know what's funny is I had sent this off to a couple of my friends and I was like, hey, I'm doing some interviews this afternoon. And so literally the response, everybody came back was like, wow, I'm missing out. <laughs> They're like, yeah. you need to do this one. I'm like, I know, I, we already figured it out. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny too, because I think for a lot of women, when they hear 15 kinds of orgasms, they're like, I'm just having one. And that makes me feel very intimidated or overwhelmed or like, oh, great. Now I got to add this to my list too. What are all these women doing? You know, I mean, 14 it, more? <laughs> it, initially it could kind of irk you, you know, a little bit like, oh God, another thing I'm not doing right. This is annoying. And so I really, I do want to talk about this notion of 15 different types of orgasms, by the way, what the number one type, or maybe the lab, the final one is what I like to call wild card, because there are infinite ways that you can have <laughs> orgasms. I want to run through the list like really fast, okay. just so we get it all out there. And then I want to circle back and explain how they work and, 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 and why, Really what I want to do when I say something like the 15 kinds of female orgasms, this isn't a cosmolistical, this isn't, <laughs> you know, some kind of like stupid little thing. This is super important yes. information that we women need to be um, paying attention to because the more orgasms you have, the better your vascular system works, the more cognitive function you have, the more grounded and confident you feel, the more you're intimately connected to yourself and potentially to a partner. So having orgasms is very, very good for you. And for many, many women, they struggle to have them. Mm -hmm. So let's just talk about what do we talk, what do we mean by 15 types of orgasms? Well, they're really a combination of places on your body you can stimulate and overarching concepts about different ways you might be able to achieve orgasm. And it's interesting because there are also different types of orgasms. So there are orgasms that are short. There are ones that are real long. There are ones that are wet. There are different kinds. So what you'll find as I go through these 15 is that they're a bit of a pastiche of some are based on stimulation, some are based on location, some are based on style of orgasm. Okay. Um, so let's just talk about the first one, real simple stimulation of the clitoris. Then there's stimulation of the, I'm going to call it a G spot, but it's really an area. Okay. Uh, and it has a real name, which is the urethral sponge, but let's just call it a G spot orgasm. That's just right inside the vagina, up on the roof of the vagina. There's a spot, a location, an area in there that likes pressure and stimulation. Then we're taught, then you go deeper into the vagina and there's the anterior fornix, which is basically just a little past the G spot deeper in the vagina. There's also something that people call cervical or vaginal orgasms, which is even maybe a little deeper. Some women like it. Other women, it's a little too much for them. There are, there are orgasms that come from stimulating the perineal area, which is the bottom of the vagina, because there's a perineal sponge of erectile tissue down there that is very, very sensitive, that gets very little attention, but is highly orgasmic. It's between the, va the vaginal canal and the rectum. Uh, there's 
analgasms. A lot of women are wired and they feel like the orgasm from anal, anal penetration is extremely satisfying to them. When done right and done well with a lot of warm up, it's an incredible kind of orgasm. There are um, orgasms from breast play and nipple play where you can simply come from having your breasts and nipples stimulated. And then, and this is one that a lot of women don't even really know about, there's, there are orgasms from your mouth, just from kissing, and your tongue from Frenching, but there's also erectile tissue in your throat that is like a second clitoris, that you can actually have orgasms from your throat and mouth without even touching your vaginal area, your vulva area, your yoni is another word I like for the women's, you know, genitals, the yoni, Y-O-N-I. So there's that. And then if you think about, you have a, you have an orgasmic channel that runs from your yoni up through your body and right up to your mouth. And what's interesting about that is that you can actually start to connect the dots between the vaginal or the yoni and the mouth. And those two things can have simultaneous contracted orgasmic expression. So that's interesting. Then you have different other types of orgasms, such as female ejaculation, which it's not really an ejaculatory orgasm because female ejaculation and orgasm are separate systems. So you could have uh, a fluid that comes out from orgasmic contractions uh, that, you know, maybe sometimes happens and sometimes doesn't happen. You can directly stimulate your clitoris, your G spot. You could have penetrative sex that makes the fluid express. And that fluid is not urine, though it comes out of your urethra. Your urethra is surrounded by a spongy tissue called the urethral sponge, which is really what the G-spot is. It's not a spot, it's a sponge. It's an area of erectile tissue. And that is very similar to the male plumbing where he ejaculates out of his penis as well as urinates out of his penis. We do the same thing. Our bodies, they call it homologous. Our, our sexual organs are homologous. They work the same way. They're just different. The same parts arranged in a different order really is what it is. So your clitoral tip is like the tip of his penis. It's the glands. You've got a clitoral shaft. When you get erect, you get a little clit boner. So you can have ejaculation and you can have orgasm with ejaculation, you can have expanded orgasms. So expanded orgasms are where you take that moment of time where you're peaking in your climax and you stay there and you take time and pull time like taffy where you're in the peak moment, but you just stay there and you ride that wave of orgasmic bliss, you can learn how to take that out even longer. Then you have orgasmic meditative type of orgasms where you're going into these ecstatic states that are similar to the theta brainwave state of meditation that actually allow you to connect with source, with God, with 
Gaia with the palpable feeling of being connected to all living things. You can also have um, orgasms from getting your feet rubbed. If you actually stroke, have your feet stroked, you can have orgasms from it. You can have orgasms from stimulating the erectus abdominis in your belly, that long, thick muscle that runs up the middle of your abdomen. You can have orgasms from mons play, just playing with the mons venus and stimulating that. You can have orgasms from sensation play, such as spanking. You know, your little sweet butt cheeks are extremely sensitive and they're all connected in with all of that orgasmic erectile tissue. And so spanking doesn't have to hurt. Spanking can simply be sensationally delicious and it can give you orgasms. You can have orgasms from being held down tight and kissed and kind of being overwhelmed. You can have full body orgasms that radiate through your entire body and shoot out the top of your head. You can have think-offs, which are hypnotic orgasms, where you could have your partner call you and command you to come. So there's all kinds of orgasms that can be had. And I don't even know how many that was. 15 is actually kind of a random number. I'm sure there were 15 <laughs> in there. And I might have forgotten some, but it gives you an idea of the different kinds of orgasms, the different places of stimulation, and, you know, just generally that there are just, a, you, we, that we have a lot of orgasmic potential. potential. For sure. So where does uh, somebody begin if they are one of these women that we, I guess we had talked about this through the summit. We obviously, everybody that's listening here, they know that I double record throughout these. So we made this statement that there are literally some women that have never achieved an orgasm. Right. And so if we're sitting here, like, holy smokes, that was a huge list. And there's that woman that's sitting here trying to figure out what in the world, where do they even begin? I start with a vibrator. Um, I have a couple of vibrators here. My very first yeah. and favorite is, um, and you can't see this on the podcast, but what I'm holding up is a toy from the Fun Factory called the Miss Bi. Bi means two motors. It's a German company. It's like the Porsche of um, vibrators. And what I like about this particular vibrator for women who don't currently have orgasms is that this has um, kind of like a, like a shaft that goes inside you, but it's fairly small. It's diminutive. It's not like, you know, uh, here's another one I have that's like, a, if you can't see it, but it's like at least twice as the size. I think this one's called the big boss, you know, and this one's more for like really filling a woman up. But vibrators are very good. There are not very many good brands of vibrators. There are a lot of companies out there making them. They make them out of not body safe products. They make them with crappy motors. They make them where the chrome and stuff can flake off when you use lube. You don't want to put anything toxic in your yoni because your yoni is a mucosal substrate that absorbs right into your bloodstream. That's another thing is always just use a good, you know, nut oil, like organic avocado, organic sweet almond, organic jojoba oil for lovemaking. And if you're using condoms, use polyurethane condoms because they don't, you know, they're kind of impervious to oils. So this Miss Buy does three things. The first thing is it has a very big, big flat pad that goes up against the clitoral structure externally. It has a bump that 
stimulates the G area right inside the vagina. And then it goes up and it stimulates that anterior fornix area a little bit deeper back. And what I like about this is I recommend that a woman do like a 30 day solo pleasuring challenge where every day you possibly can, you begin to masturbate. And instead of just putting this right on your clitoris, you're kind of working it around the external vulval area on the fur, on the opening on each side of your vagina, um, because that's where your vestibular bulbs are, which are the legs of your clitoris, and they need to get plumped up really well. And then um, stimulating internally, uh, sliding it in and out a little bit, um, playing with the vulva, rubbing it on the mons, rubbing it on the hood of the clitoris, touching the clitoral area, sliding it up and down, sliding it around and stimulating the edges of your inner labia, which are extremely sensitive, going all the way down to where the labia come together at the bottom of your vaginal opening, which is called the fourchette, um, and stimulating that, what you're really doing is you're incorporating all of the vulva into your sensual pleasuring. And when you do that, it's nice to think of a fantasy. And you could have one fantasy that works for you every time, or you could think about a couple of different fantasies, but a fantasy helps focus your mind on pleasure and turn on while you're stimulating your vulva with the vibration. And vibrators work in two ways. They usually work with the vibration intensity, you know, like one, two, three, four, five, more intense, you know, less intense to more intense, but then they also have these little, um, patterns, you know, so they'll go like that. And what that does is it actually works with your sympathetic and parasympathetic nervous system to toggle back and forth so that you're getting sensation and then the sensation drops a little bit. So what happens is your body reaches toward wanting that sensation to come back, which pulls you toward orgasm. So the combination of a quiet, safe place, some time to self-pleasure with a good tool like Miss Buy or a slightly longer version, the Lady Buy, B-I, by Fun Factory, that, is, and I have, you know, I'm, I, I would tell you anything that worked. I just, I've looked at everybody's vibrator. I've looked at the womanizers and I've looked at the form twos and I've looked at the hot octopuses and they, I, I recommend many good things, but for solo pleasuring to cross the gasm chasm and begin to orgasm, I think this is the best tool out there because of everything that I've said. And the more you try, the easier it gets, the more you pleasure, the more orgasms you have, the more orgasms you have, the easier they get, the better they get. It builds on itself. It's a self-fulfilling prophecy. It's an upward pleasure cycle. So uh, it's practice makes perfect. Very few women were born orgasming. Most women learned how and or had a partner who taught them how. You can have all of these orgasms. They're all available to you. And the best way is to try a home study program. Like I'll give you an example. We have a couple 
One is female liquid orgasm for women who want to do G-spot healing and female ejaculation. It's an excellent program and we've taught thousands and thousands and thousands of women to learn how to do this together with a partner, solo, and with a toy. And there are all kinds of interesting G-spot toys. I'm going to show you a few of mm -hmm. them here. I'll just describe them to you. Mm -hmm. um, I have a G-spot toy guide. Um, you could just go to my website, personallifemedia.com, uh, and look up G-spot toy guide in the search box. And I show you the ones that I think are really good. And I always do budget and luxury. And so you can get a really good G-spot tool for 20 bucks or for a hundred bucks. And they both are good. The one for hundred bucks is better, but if you're on a budget, I always think, look in your closet, how many pairs of shoes are in there? <laughs> do you need another pair of shoes or do you need to have more orgasms? Right. I always go more orgasms. I've got enough shoes, but I have an unlimited desire for orgasms. So Having G-spot toys, having vibrators, having a collection. Oh, I like this one when I make love because I can slip it in between my husband and I and give myself clitoral stimulation while he isn't penetrating me. Oh, I like this one for solo pleasuring. Oh, I like this one when I really want to have squirting orgasms. You know, it's, it's really just having a collection of things over time. And each thing that you do builds on the next. And you become massively multi-orgasmic because all those orgasms are inside you now, just waiting for you to allow them to come out. I love it. Especially for like, I always just think back to, um, and I shouldn't even say this with, uh, all of my friends. I don't know if they listen to the podcast or not, but you know, it's always like when all the girlfriends all get around and everybody just starts talking. And literally there was someone that was like, I think I had one once. Yeah. And we all just looked and we're like, Oh wait, let's, Ooh. <laughs> so yeah, the fact I is I had an orgasm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So the fact is like, we literally, it's not that we're defunct. It's not that it's like, it can happen. So don't give up. <laughs> no, they're in there. They're, they're in there. there waiting to come out. Yeah. You must yeah. welcome them into manifestation. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Into the best sex of our lives. Yeah. Um, so share with them any, anything else before we give them like where to find all your information and all of that stuff. This has been fabulous. And now like, I'll have to get on the phone with all my girlfriends to be like, there are even more than 15 ladies. <laughs> the only other thing that I would say, I know exactly. The only other thing that I would say is that if you're over 40 and you're finding yourself having lubrication issues, that a lot of women think it's, oh, it's hormones. Well, actually what's interesting is that Yes, in fact, estrogen keeps your vaginal mucosa, your lining of your vagina, more plump and collagenated, but it has nothing to do with orgasm or desire. That's actually testosterone. So those are important things to consider for bioidentical hormone replacement therapy, which I'm a very, you know, I'm very bullish on. I've been doing hormone replacement since my forties and, um, it's actually blood flow that becomes the issue. As our hormones decline, our ability to produce nitric oxide in our body declines. And nitric oxide is the thing that opens our blood vessels so we can get blood to our brain when we're working, to our 
tummy when we're digesting into our genitals when we're making love. And as our nitric oxide wanes, we lose the ability to drive blood to the vaginal area. That hurts our engorgement, which means that the tissue doesn't get as plump, which means there isn't as much surface area, which means there's not as much sensation, which means you struggle to orgasm. And it means you don't get lubrication because your vagina doesn't have glands in it. It requires blood plasma to seep the fluid into the vaginal mucosa to wet the tissue. So if you're dry, it's not, if it hurts and it's thin, it's estrogen. If it's dry and you want more lubrication, it's nitric oxide, which is why I make a supplement called flow and flow is an organic nitric oxide made from real fruit and vegetables. It's made from citrulline, which is from watermelon. Citrullus vulgaris is the name of the watermelon. And citrulline works better than arginine when you're over 40. And it also includes nitrates from spinach, which your salivary system converts into nitric oxide. And it also has vitamin C with bitter cherries in it that helps increase the absorption so you produce more nitric oxide. And this is called flow, F-L-O-W. It's good for overall vascular integrity and blood flow, but it's really good for male erectile function and female genital pleasure and lubrication. And you can get it at the20store.com, T-H-E-2-O store.com. Use promo code Susan for 10% off on that. Um, My ladies swear by this. They're like, I'm literally walking around moist all the time now. I had no idea that was what my problem was. And I've studied libido, desire and arousal for 15 years. And that's why I realized, oh, it's not hormones. It's Uh nitric oxide. Wow. And I built this product and people love it. That is awesome. And especially when you were saying the nitric oxide, I was like, oh, the men can use this too. (laughs) That's exactly right. A lot of guys are using Viagra when all they are is low in nitric oxide and they got to get off the proton pump inhibitors, all the anti-acids because, uh, and mouthwash, antibacterial mouthwash is also contraindicated. I recommend nascent iodine. Mm -hmm. A couple of drops of nascent iodine is much better for killing the bad bacteria in your mouth than an antibacterial, which kills all bacteria in your mouth. And it's so great for the thyroid, <laughs> like just so overall health. <laughs> thyroid food. We need it. Yeah, oh my God. We all, yeah. And I just think that's the thing is with uh, the crummy diets today, no wonder we're seeing so many different things with our bodies going on. Obviously, obviously wonderful. Give them all your websites, personallifemedia.com. Wonderful. Susan Bratton. Thank you so much for your time today. Thank you. Lisa. Did you like that episode? I absolutely love having the opportunity to interview some of the best and brightest guests and to share them with all of you. So if I may ask you a huge favor, I would love it if you went on over to Apple Podcast and gave us a review. I personally read each and every one of them as they come in and I am always inspired by your feedback. So I would be so appreciative if you did that. And here is the legalese. 
content provided by Dr. Lisa Olszewski and her guests in her programs, including this podcast, her website, summits, and other platforms, is for educational and informational purposes only. Always seek the advice of your physician or another qualified health provider before you make any changes to your health routine, especially related to this content. Ask your physician questions about medical conditions. No statement has been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration, and products mentioned or discussed in these programs are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. I hear it all the time. How do I get my kids to eat fruits and vegetables? How can I get them to take a multivitamin? Or even for our adults, I hate fruits and vegetables. How do I incorporate some of the great benefits of this? This is why I created the Nourish Super Greens and Super Reds. You are going to love them. They are all organic. You have organic green blend and an organic red antioxidant blend. But what else I love about this... I brought in immune support as well. So we have such amazing superfoods, all of the different mushrooms that are in there, along with digestive enzymes. And you can just mix it into your smoothie. You can mix it into some water, but it tastes good. There are no added sugars. You're going to love it. So just click the link below or go to drlisao.com and click the shop button.